Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Yes, you did. What is up, weirdos? <laughs> Uh, what is it? Friday? Yeah, we put out an episode on Friday. An episode with my uh, with my good friend Joe Mandy, the internet rascal, Joe Mandy. We cover that. We get into that. I'm not going to reuse the jokes that we make in the episode up top, so it seems weird when we say them during. So this is a good one. Let's just let's just get into it, man. First, I just want to say thanks to everybody who came out in Chicago. Thanks for everybody who came out in Seattle. These were great shows. Hope to see if you're listening to this on Friday. I'm in San Francisco tonight and tomorrow for Sketchfest. Austin, I'm coming to you February 15th through 19th at the Cap City Comedy Club. Madison, March 1 through 3 at the Comedy Club on State. That's all we have right now. See? Easy. 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 We're done with the plugs. You can get my album on PeteHolmes.com, Impregnated with Wonder. Who cares? Who cares? You know about that. You've made your choice. I'm not going to win you over at this point. Let's just let's just listen. Let's just listen to me and Joe Mandy. I'm I'm delighted. Let's get into it. Oh, what a weird song to play in between the intro and the interview. What a weird song. To play. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst. If uh, if I said I didn't know what D and D was, you could say for a guy that you know. I yeah, mean, like it's no, it's know, right like, there in the chamber. I was actually curious. I, I, that's how little I know. Oh, you want to know how you come off? Yeah. Ooh, how are you in your earphones? Um, mm, more? No. I, oh, I, oh, oh, down, 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 down. Is off. this you? Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't want to hear me. <laughs> I can't. I can't be hearing me. Are we going? Oh man, we're going. <laughs> off to I'm it. Off to a bad Off start? A, a weird? Weird. Uh, 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 Joe Mandy is here. I beat. Oh, God. I didn't care for the way I said that. No. Not going to edit Nor it out. Did I. Okay. <laughs> so we have that in common. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> when Kroll was on the show, that's a mutual friend of ours. Uh-huh. He uh, he really got into me about um, my laugh and just my overall annoying Your being. Your volume? Yeah, my volume. Yeah. You uh, you guys aren't into it. I mean, you and him, not all Jews. That's what I, I thought was <laughs> That is what I was kind of saying. That yeah. is kind of what I was saying. You yeah. guys aren't you into it. Because you winked when you said you. I did not. No, I know. I wish I could be a good casual winker. I know. That's a good skill. Right? You know those guys, they're usually hanging out in barbershops or at bakeries with a cup of coffee that they nurse all day and they can wink mm-hmm. like they're blinking? I'm going to go with you on this. I don't actually know. I'm just saying where I grew up. Yeah. Didn't you grow up outside uh, Massachusetts? Mm-mm. I went to college in Boston. Oh, that's right. You went yeah. to Emerson. Yeah. So you probably saw these guys in uh, Winter Hill, Somerville, and they could uh, wink as if they're blinking. The same speed of a blink, but it's a wink. So it's a one-eye blink. No, I lived in uh, Mission Hill. Mission Hill? Yeah. What's that? Which was like Roxbury. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So we didn't have winkers. We had um we had street lights that were extra bright at night as to Did prevent you? rapes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's funny because uh Brendan Walsh, another friend of ours, told me that when there's a full moon, rapes and shit go up. Well, yeah, werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> You said right. that so calm and unblinkingly. Yeah. That was perfect. But I did wink at you. 
I, if you if we were those types of people, if I want to wink, I close both my eyes and then open one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not correct. It is not cool. I, I I go up to ladies and I go, "You want to go to dinner? Or should we just go to my place?" And then you can't. And then you close your eyes for ten seconds. <laughs> and then I close them for ten seconds. And then slowly open oh, them. One and, eye. She, and she's gone. And it's, it's quivering yeah. as I open it. It takes uh, a lot of effort, and then she's definitely. Yeah. Not there when I opened my eyes. When you lived in Roxbury, uh, Joe Mandy, by the way, is a – what do people say about – you know you don't have a Wikipedia page? I know. I'm what? not going to make my own. So All wait. right. Well, well one of the listeners, please make sure. <laughs> I'm, he's not asking. He's, he'll remain cool. Uh, I made my own. I, 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 I don't – That I, kind of stuff, I, I can't bring myself to make my own. I have like – But you have – There are five – I think there are five entries on IMDb. Anytime I do a new thing, someone just enters a new – so I have like there's like five Joe Mandy's on IMDb. Oh really? Yeah. You're one through five. Yeah. I mean, there's not five of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they're probably they're but they're all you. They're all me, saying. and they're like in Roman numerals. I like, understand. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Pete Holmes too. I, I, I'm weird like that. I want to be Pete Holmes one. Oh, there's another Pete Holmes. Yeah, there are other that Pete Holmes. Yeah, there's a Pete Holmes that's a drummer that like I, I, I really. Uh, I, I have an affinity towards him just because his name is Pete Holmes, and I occasionally get Google updates about him, and I'm like, oh, he's playing, and uh, one day I'll go to a show of his and just kind of rock out. What was that? I had uh, my earlier, like one of my earlier Twitter nemesis, oh, nemesi was yeah. uh, Joe, wasn't Joe Mandy? Was oh, yeah. Joe Joe Wandy or something? something like that. It was it was I'm, like the I'm Wario in, yeah. of Gandhi. You. Joe Gandhi. Joe Gandhi. And yeah. you did that on Twitter with yeah. Mandy just not like Gandhi. I just kept fucking with him. Yeah, Mandy not Gandhi. Was I, that well? This he never bit ever because you found. What's the genesis of that? You found a guy named Joe Gandhi, and he had like two thousand followers. And this is when I was in the like low hundreds, and I just like I knew. So you found him though. I found him. It wasn't like he tweeted at no, you. No, no. I was you just like, started. Yeah. It. I, completely started it yeah it was a one like most of my adventures on the internet it's completely one-sided uh <laughs> if someone does make the joe mandy wikipedia page can the first entry be twitter rascal <laughs> <laughs> twitter uh, joe mandy is think, an american I mean, comedian fair, and twitter and, rascal well, overall rascal you are an overall yeah, rascal i mean i, I don't want to just limit myself to twitter you, I, I like to cause trouble yeah what's going on there what do you uh what which machines are you raging against my friend i don't know because you're a gentle man mm-hmm. here's the first weird thing about you actually i i, I i'm privileged that you're a friend of mine because you're so fucking funny and wonderful <laughs> Um, but I'm also um, glad that you're a friend of mine because we can get into some stuff. Yeah. Get right in there. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I think is coming out in these Twitter rebellions is that you you have some anger going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to back away from that. But we talk – we'll go to uh, – where did we go for burgers? What is that burger place called? That was so good. Oh. Uh, in the park. In the park. Oh, uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack, yeah. which I love. We went to Shake Shack. And I remember I was sitting across from you, and you're the, you're a kind person. Nobody's saying you're not kind. No. You're funny and you're nice. You know, you can bring Joe to your family and he'll get along. Golf, yeah. Yeah, sure. You'll, uh, yeah. yeah. Go with the flow. Joe Manny. Oh, old go with the flow Joe Manny. Twitter rascal Joe <laughs> Manny is a delight in person. But then, like, once we start talking about shit you didn't get. Ugh. Back, don't don't think I'm attacking you here. Shit you didn't get, and like shit you deserve to get, uh, and shit that other people a, who didn't no, deserve it they bad. got. It. No, but what I want to talk about, I almost I don't want to celebrate that as much as I want to admit that we all have that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it, more surprising when I it comes am, out of your mouth. Like I'm vile. not. Well, yeah, I'm not proud of the fact that I am probably. Like, if they made an all-star team for, like, yeah. comedian shit talkers, yes. like, I would be, like, the starting point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd yes. be like, 
You'd be dunking from the half court line. Yeah, well, now that's a different position. But I, yeah, don't, I, don't I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I was just trying to keep my ana- sure, the sure, logic sure. of my analogy. But you, you're, you're not so – I guess I guess you are a bit of a hater. But this is an interesting topic to me because I know a lot of people uh, that are aspiring and new comedians listen to the show. And this has come up on the show before was I – sometimes when I go uh, – even when I go to New York, mm. which is where I, I kind of – you know, I started in Chicago and yeah. then in New York and also a little bit in Boston. But when I go back to New York, I'm reminded of how painful it is. To want things and not have them because I remember yeah. who I was yeah. when I was going to this open mic or this open mic, and it burns and you're, it's like swallowing kerosene. It's painful, and so when I when I when we eat delicious burgers, I hear you venting like motherfucker. This is Joe Mandy's land, and oh. you're trying to put the flag in the ground right. and it's frozen. Or worse, there's another person's flag there, and there's just <laughs> a big middle finger to you, and you're like, I'm gonna burn that goddamn oh, flag. This is weird, right? This is the weird show. You're on the weirdest show on television. I this don't is know. a TV I can't, show. Like, right? I mean, this is weird. I mean, it is weird that you're talking about it because I don't want to make it. See- I'm not bitter. I'm happy with how things are going for me. But but okay, one thing that everyone I know let, I'm, let's bring it away from you. Mm-hmm. It's not laser accuracy on you. It's me. It's everyone I know. Yeah. The biggest people that we know, the biggest name comedians that you and I can talk to. Mm. When I talk to them, you can still uncover oh, exactly yeah, what totally. we're talking about. Yeah. So it's not you. No. I'm just, I just happen to be talking to you. No. If you'd like to talk to me about it, I'll, I'll open up as well. Right. It's just something that I want the listeners, whatever they're pursuing, what, I don't care what kind of creative or professional endeavor it oh, is. Oh, totally. If I was an architect, I would be talking crazy shit about other right? architects. Right? Yeah. I My go-to, for example, I, I can never think of a job other than barber. I always go barber. If I was a barber, it's always my example. Sure. I'm waiting for someone to notice that. Put that on I've my Wikipedia. It. Fuck you. I have. No, I, you haven't. Actually, I have an Ouroboros story for you that I'm pretty sure you don't even know. An Ouroboros? Because I say... Because you keep talking about Ouroboros and I have a personal Ouroboros. On this podcast? Yeah, well, yes. And also or in, in life. life you because talk about it because you learned it. In, from adaptation. In, yeah. <laughs> I learned everything from movies. <laughs> I learned everything from movies yeah. and I shamelessly go like, oh, that sounds like a smart thing and I'll just... Take it. And Ouroboros mm-hmm. was a thing from adaptation. I say it all the time. It's, uh, well, it's two snakes eating each other. Right. I can't um, believe we share the same DNA. <laughs> that was my yeah. first try. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, well, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. No, I liked it. What is something else he says? Ah, forget it. We'll figure it out. So what? what is your Ouroboros story? My Ouroboros story is um, when I was in high school, my chemistry teacher, Miss Jathendranathan. Oh, Miss G. Miss J. Jay. Uh, I knew her as Miss G. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are much closer. <laughs> she told me the real spelling. She um she gave she told us this story. She she made a weird tangent in the middle of class one day and was saying that like she wanted everyone, she thought it was important that everyone kept a dream journal. Uh-huh. Because the guy who discovered the atomic chemical structure for benzene came up with he was he spent years of his life trying to figure out how benzene worked uh-huh. and then one night he had a dream of two snakes eating each other an Ouroboros, uh-huh. Ouroboros and uh woke up in the morning and was like oh it's a circle really ben- benzene's a circle and i heard dna was an acid trip i think that's true too interesting so then she was like well um see that's so if you keep a dream journal you could possibly one day like find the cure for cancer in a dream that's what she said right and so um i started i was like really inspired by that and i was like i'm gonna keep a dream journal right <laughs> so a few weeks go by and one night i have a dream where i'm a scientist obviously <laughs> a chemist and uh i find the antidote for this like horrible 
disease. It's like way worse than cancer. It's like contagion. It's like killing millions of people uh-huh. all over the world. And like I figure out in my lab, I figure out the <laughs> the cure to this horrible disease. I'm having a really hard time not yelling. No, I know. No. <laughs> the um, so late, so I wake up and I'm like, Oh God, God. And I like, I don't want to turn on the light cause I don't want to hurt my eyes. So like, I'm trying to find a pen. I can't find a pen. So I grab, I find like a Sharpie marker on my desk and then I'm looking around trying to find my dream journal. I can't find my dream journal. So I just, with a Sharpie, just write it down on the on your floor. Sheets? On no, the floor? on the floor, like on my wood floor. Right. And then go back to sleep. Like I saved, like I did it. At least it's there. Right. <laughs> And then the, the for, landlord will be he'll be understanding well, my when mom he knows. I was living in oh, high school and so um, mom will understand, mom will understand. Yeah, and sure. so I wake up in the morning and uh, I turn on the light and in <laughs> the most psychotic handwriting like a complete lunatic it said in red marker it said on the floor cure to plips p-l-i-p-p-s that's the disease that's the disease Plip. and it stood for it was like you know it was an sure acronym um <laughs> One part sesame oil, two parts Zuthzuria oil. Is that a real oil? Nope. <laughs> and that's the main ingredient. Yeah. We need, you two, need two parts you that. If it was two point sesame, that would at least yeah. slow the plips. Yeah. But um, we can't find this uh, so other oil. That was terrifying. That and also, but was, and I started like kind of, I told my friends that story and like throughout high school, we would, uh, Diagnose girls who are shitty to us as having having plips. That's fantastic. <laughs> what did your mom say when she saw the writing? Uh, I mean, I had to like you know you can get it out. Oh, you got it out. I got it out. That's fantastic. Do you still are you still a good uh, dreamer? Do you dream? No, not like I. I don't have. I, I used think... to like have. What what is it called when you can t- lucid? Kinda, yeah, like, we were I just talking to, like, about this with Paul F. Tompkins. I, believe. I used to be like the king of lucid dreaming. Really? Like, now I like, lost all ability to like Me too. take over my dreams. You can get it back. Oh, yeah? You can get it back. Yeah, you just have to try. It's like Kegels or something? What's that? What's Kegels? <laughs> the girl laughed. Yeah. Um, the girl. You call Katie the girl. Yeah. The girl laughed, everybody. Don't worry. Uh, that's when you squeeze your pussy muscles to make them stronger. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, then <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that uh, enough, you... <sighs> is that true? No. I don't know. No. Well, neither of us have vaginas. Right. Well, maybe it is true. Is it? No, she's... Katie she's... sure is turning a color red. I've never seen. <laughs> Kegels. I know a kid named Keegan. Is that anything? No, no. I, I think you have to try. If you, if you, when you go to bed at night and you're like, I'm going to try to remember my dreams, and yeah. if you like hold it, actually, it's exhausting. That's why I don't do it every night because it takes mental energy. You're sleeping, but you're also like remaining active. So it's not exactly the most. Do you? Actually, does it take restful. you a long time to fall asleep? Um, no, not really. Yeah, me neither. That's why I can't. I wouldn't be able to. But that's why I think it's an advantage because you can hold the thought in your mind that you're like, I'm going to control my dream. I'm going to. I'm going to lucid dream tonight. And you, and I said this to Paul. So if this is boring the first time, it's even worse this time. <laughs> yeah. But you try and start dreaming before you fall asleep. Huh. So you know you can like you can even try. You could be like, I'd like to see a ping pong table, and like you try and see as clearly as you can a ping pong table, and like something will happen, and then next thing you know, you're. I want to be a barber. You're a barber. I'm be a barber. I want to clear- wink at my customers. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's all yeah, I can that's think of. Yeah. That's all. I didn't even get it. I was yeah. like, yeah, good example yeah. of another job. Barber. Yes. Yeah. Barber, I like yes. your. I like where you're going with this. You know what was your other story that you have just per, uh, permeated my consciousness with? I think about it all the time. All the time is the microwave weed story. Oh, would you fuck. please tell the microwave weed story? This isn't really a story. It's not really a story because I can't explain it. I, I still to I, this day don't know what. Why do you think it sticks with me? It's a mystery. It's like one of the first times I smoked weed in high school. I was at a friend's house, 
And it was like the first time I ever like kind of freaked out yeah. on weed. Like I just smoked too much. And uh, we were watching we, – we, we made popcorn. We, we, we were going to make microwave popcorn and we put it in the microwave and we sat in the living room and started watching Nickelodeon Guts. Of course. On, on, sure. You know, some channels playing reruns. Of Astro Craig? Agro-crag. Agro we watched so we watched a full episode of Nickelodeon Guts <laughs> before we realized like oh we were making popcorn. So then we go into the kitchen and the microwave's still on, right? <laughs> so it was like thirty minutes that the microwave has just been on. You mean cooking. going? Yeah, just cooking this popcorn, right? So we turn it off and the girl the girl whose house was she opened up the microwave. <laughs> You're all in the kitchen, right? Yeah, we're this all, is how yeah. I, now, yeah, at we're this all point, in the kitchen. I see, I've seen it so many times. You're all standing, standing there. Standing in the kitchen. She opens up the microwave. And you know how, uh, <laughs> you know how smoke rises? Yes. Typically. Yes. <laughs> she opened up the microwave, and black smoke just f- cascaded down like a waterfall from the microwave. <laughs> And it freaked me out so hard that I just like ran. I ran home. Like I just like kicked her screen door open and ran like two miles home because <laughs> I thought it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. Billowing just smoke billowing. coming just down, coming down, down, down to the floor, to the floor, hitting the See, linoleum hit her, like stove. Yes. that's where that's where I took it. See the off. way I picture it, I'm picturing it up where the cupboards are. It's yeah, like a built-in, it was. and you open it, and it goes it was quite above. a ways down yeah, to down, the floor. Like, I saw it hit the stove, and then you I told me that you screamed. Off. Yeah, yeah, you. Screamed! <laughs> the yeah. idea of you super duper high after just watching Guts. Yeah, with and also friends. this is like before cell phones, so like my friends, like <laughs> I just ran out and they didn't, they did not contact me. Like that was that was the end of my night. How the, could they? No, you were gone. Was They're like, out, that's yeah. the last time we saw Joe. If that, if you did that at my house, I would be like, we'll never see yeah. Joe again. <laughs> He's gonna be a mountain person yeah. now, and that oh. will totally make perfect sense to me. I love that story. I think about that all the time. And the other thing of yours that I think about all the time is blonde blanks. You want to explain? Well, what? that's. Uh, that's more Noah than I saw. <clears throat> well, um, I host a show in New York City called Totally JK. It's every. That's in my phone. I think I've told yeah, you this many times. It have. makes me laugh every time. It says your contact and then the the business. My like, business. In an iPhone, you can put in a business name. It says Totally JK, yeah. <laughs> which I find so funny, as if it's some sort of right. corporation. Rascal. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Joe Mandy is an American comedian and Twitter rascal. Yeah. And host of the very popular overall rascal live show. Overall. But specifically, parentheses yeah. Twitter rascal, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you also host this live show with the very funny Noah Garfinkel, yeah. who is like your shaggy Michael Showalter. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you yeah. Wanna, he. I, well, I, we we started we started doing this thing when Noah's going to hear this. I love you, Noah. Yeah, Noah's the best, uh, and he's the king of this. We do a thing every every week called the List of Nothing, which is. Well, I mean, it was before Twitter. It's basically just a terrible Twitter account. Yeah, no, it's not. Or maybe the perhaps best one. the best yeah, one there's ever been. Just we we would try to write. Noah and I would get inspired, you know, and try to write sketches or come up with ideas for videos. And then every time we would look at our ideas, they were just the worst. They were just nothing. Like I seriously wanted the first when the way it started was I honestly, legitimately wanted to write a play called Cyrano to Bernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then it goes on the list. It goes on the list. You the can't first, make that. Right. And so Blonde Blanks was what Noah would call Will Smith 
because he thought he was the black Tom Hanks. Blum blanks. I say that in life sometimes, and sometimes mostly in my head. I don't mm. really say it out loud, but when people say Will Smith, I go, oh, Blum blanks. Yeah. You mean Blum blanks? <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah, it's really good. If you served me two dishes of some sort of amorphous substance and one was Tom Hanks and one was Will Smith, they would taste so similar to yeah. me. I'd just be like, this is right, mm-hmm. but one would be chocolate and one would be vanilla. All right. Is that offensive? No. Back away. Back away from it. You love black culture. Is that another weird thing? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really get into hate, but we'll we'll circle back to hate. Oh, I'm sure we'll get back we'll to get it. back to hate. Somebody somebody's gonna come up that oh. some or something's I'm, gonna come you know, up. I'm trying to get better. I, I well I've like cooled it with, with Twitter too. What you mean hating on people on Twitter? Yeah. Like I I, I don't do it as much well, as I Well I used heard to. that you lost a job because of Twitter. What? Somebody told me that. Somebody said that you tweeted um to Dennis Miller. Oh, I well, I had a heart. No, that's not really true. But yeah, it's I, so much more interesting if it were true. Yeah. Well, well uh, correct me. So I heard you tweeted to Dennis Miller something snarky, something Twitter rascal. Over and over. That again. doesn't sound like you. No, over <laughs> so and over again. You, you yeah. tweeted something over and over again to Dennis Miller so he would see it, and then you were booked at the club that his brother Larry. I don't know. Well, I'm, the, the reason I'm I'm acting weird is that I'm going to be performing at his club. In, oh, you are in, in a couple months. So oh, it, I guess it was not as conspiratorial as. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, because it was just a joke. Yeah, and it You're wasn't just joking you know, around. It's also I've stopped. I've stopped actively attacking people on Twitter now as much. Yeah, as I just ironically retweet idiots. I love idiotic. like Jose Canseco so, saying like I've yeah, always loved you. Right, like that. shit like that. You know that actually brings up something that I've been thinking about, um, kind of philosophically. Mm-hmm. Is that like one of the reasons I'm nice to people and have been nice to people my whole life? Is because I need help, right? Yeah, I need you to help me. Uh-huh. Like not not with all. Oh, I just meant general. no, 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 not you, not not right now. No, just no, no. Mentally, you're doing wonderfully. I I just mean like in general, I I live with a fear that something is going to happen, perhaps, and I'm going to need the help of my neighbors. So there's like a self. For example, I, I'm not crazy about my actual neighbors. They're mm-hmm. big into small talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying they're good people. I just don't want to prepare a soundbite every time I leave the house. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I'm like, what happens if uh, I'm locked out? Or what happens if I if I pass out? Right. Or I trip on the stairs? I mean, these are the people that are literally going to be helping mm-hmm. me. Like that Louie episode where the neighbors come with a sister. I'm just like, oh, my God. So it's this weird kind of fucked up way to be nice. And it challenges me. Is it, am I like, am I actually being nice? Or am I just trying to help myself constantly? So like when I consider being a Twitter rascal, I'm like, I would never do that. Because I'm afraid that the opposite is true. If you're mean, people won't help you. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that what Twitter rest my my in and I I'm not a mean person in real life, but my internet persona persona or what what I choose to do with my time. Jessel Nickian. Well, it's not that. I mean, it's just like I'm so impulsive and I don't give a fuck. And then I realize that like I'm so mean. Yeah, that like I can't be sincere anymore. Like I can't like if if like say if, like, if I if I was if like you I'm recording me, my CD yeah, and you, you retweeted it, everyone would be like, "Oh, Joe hates Pete and yeah. he thinks his CD is garbage." Yeah. Like that's how it is. So I can't do anything nice. But speaking of werewolves and rape, but speaking of werewolves, <laughs> there is something about acting out in badly. There's there's clearly something cathartic. You clearly yeah. get something out of it. Oh, you're yeah. like you're so nice in your in your life. You have a wonderful long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You have a you have good friends. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. I love your dog. <laughs> so you're clearly like doing well, but here you are clearly needing 
to exercise some sort of demon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exorcise uh-huh. some sort of demon. Yeah, exercise, too. I wrote a sketch once where it was like, exercise your demons. <laughs> it was so bad. I, I, it doesn't exist, but it, it was. you can imagine. I don't need to tell you no. what it was. You got it. Yeah. Whatever you're thinking, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Sweatpants? Yeah. Oh, like sure. Like Olivia Newton-John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's really, it takes a lot of calories to go down the stairs backwards, oh, crab style. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. We should talk. Well, we should talk about that. You don't believe it. Well, let's get into that later. Uh, but uh, what was it? What were we, we saying? We still haven't gotten on black culture yet. We got. Jesus I know we got black culture. About, yeah. We got. G- oh God, and your girlfriend. So, but what I'm interested in is nice guys. Mm-hmm. You and me, we're nice guys. I uh, sometimes, if I get drunk, I'll be mean. Sometimes with my very good huh. friends like you, yeah. I will be very mean. Clearly, it's like our bodies are these processing plants. Our lives are these processing plants. And there's toxic waste that comes out the back. And it feels really good to drain it and but I'm let also, it out. I'm not nice most of the time. Like I, I, I generally – what's funny about my friendship with Noah, my friend Noah, is that he loves everyone. Yeah. The moment he meets someone. Like yeah. The, like the worst people. Like we'll be at a – like it's funny because like we'll meet people at parties and it's that we'll talk to some – jerk for a few minutes and that guy will walk away and i'll be like that dude's the worst and he's like i liked him you know yeah. and it's just like and then it's like so it takes me a while to warm, warm up, up. To, but the people i like i'm very nice to but i know that's not saying much and i don't think that's yeah but you're not like a mean person no but there are people I, that I, are I might like be mean i think I, I come off as cold to yeah yeah sure you're definitely yeah i would definitely think that that's true mm. but uh Overall, you're not going up and acting the way that you act on Twitter to people. No, I would never. But clearly, uh, to bring it back to this and your thoughts on this, is that like when you do that, it feels good. You're, yeah. exercise- you're exercising something that you don't normally get to do in life, which is tell Jose. We're talking about Kegels. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. talked to uh, – <laughs> yes, we are. Talk to Jose. Tell Jose Canseco what you think of his weird tweets. Yeah, well, I don't even. I just let the let the words speak for themselves. Well, what is a good example of somebody that you did go after on well, I, Twitter? I mean, perhaps yeah. I'm kidding. No. Uh, there's so there's many things so we many can't pe- say. So, many pe- so, so many well, there's so many like politicians. I will. I feel like oh, I forget what comic was. Maybe it was Luis. I forget. Someone was like, "You don't have to respect. Why do I have to respect politicians?" Right. I, and I totally agree with that. If you don't believe, like, I mean, I don't. Some guy, I. I'm just I stammering, but I for, for people I think are actively trying to ruin the country, right? I feel like it's my responsibility to try at least ruin their day. You know what I mean? That's like that's really so if they if they leave if they write something on Twitter that I see an opening to attack, I, I will. You do the wrong pounce. link thing. Oh, the wrong link thing's like my favorite. Wrong joke. link is the favorite. Joe will take a tweet. Like Sarah Palin will be like, here's a way to donate to Palin whatever. Yeah. And there's a link. And Joe will retweet it or quote the tweet and say, wrong link and the, a different link. And I'll put a link to like, you know, the... Like old guys' dicks. Yeah. Oh, I, well, oh. actually, my Twit pick account was shut down because I just kept... I was just doing this thing. I was just once a day sending a picture of dick, a dick to like Carl Rove without any explanation. It would just be like, at Carl Rove and a Twit pick. And it would just be like a dick, like a, just a dick right and then um and i didn't know this but my uh, noah actually uh, alerted me to this that the, the new twitter format like the way it's set up yeah you see the last like five pictures that you've posted and it was always <laughs> just like dicks yes, you, know? you do yeah. yes you do so he was like you should funny. probably stop doing that i, I kind of feel like with uh i don't know anything about politics so this is not going to be a political discussion mm. but when i look at people like sarah palin or or, or anybody I'm just kind of like, it's all show business to me. I feel like if you're attacking them, you're really just attacking, you know, sure, 
I don't need, I don't, I'm afraid of saying something stupid. I just feel like they're, they're also doing personas. Like Newt Gingrich, right? I saw yeah, him on TV it's... and he's wearing like Dockers. Yeah. I'm like this guy's got $50 million in the bank. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's talking about working at Walmart and being a, not, not blue him personally. Collar, right. He's trying to be blue collar. And I was like, thanks for getting off your helicopter to talk to us sure. for a second. So it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. My attitude is just, it's all bullshit. So why rage against it? Or because why it's even... high stakes and it's like, a, it's important. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They're, you know, they're trying to. I don't know. I mean, you're you're gonna, also you're in, gonna, if I tweeted that, you would have retweeted it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I was like, "It's all bullshit," who cares? You would have retweeted it. Because part of it. you, part of I think part of your past, past I mean, the, the way you're so uh, blasé about it is because you think that they're all blizzard people. Well, I don't think they're all lizard people. I think that makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, by the way, have you seen the documentary Thrive? No. Okay, I'm gonna burn that for you. Is that about lizard it's, people? Dude, it, it. I just watched it the other night. It's this two-hour documentary. Um, this guy made like by himself, and it's like you know self-funded. Yeah, and it of is course. The funniest. It's like the most insane, unintentionally uh, hilarious. Unintentionally hilarious. It's uh, this guy who has figured out that the universe <laughs> is a Taurus. It's I oh its sign is Taurus no 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 that's it, it, uh, the, the I can't it's that there's a force field around the universe and it's the same force field that's around atoms and apples and he's just a lunatic right and then through that he talks about magnetic fields and crop circles and then it gets into like the Fed and world domination and it, like literally like, it's so people? it's a two hour documentary and I was I was showing it to people at work and I was just fast forwarding five minutes so he's talking about crop circles and then he's talking about the Fed and then he's talking about tapeworms like it's just like it's like he's just a lunatic it's but it's like it's really really flashy and it's like a well made really? thing like but it's like I'm he must have spent like thousands of dollars on stock footage it's just so uh, much stock footage uh, and him talking and the set he set he has a set that's all green screen but it looks like a spaceship you know it's like the funniest <laughs> and it's like it's right up your alley i oh i do love that stuff even if, at the very least it's inter- interesting fiction to me yeah. I, I like seeing how people look at those stories but i just kind of talked to eugene about this a little bit and this actually was one of the weird things for you as well was that th- that's an anxiety reducer for me a lot of th- weird things that i do in my life are anxiety reducers mm. Politics is a little over my head. I've just never – I never had a taste for it. My parents didn't really have a taste for it. It was never a priority to me. So it overwhelms me. Yeah. People start talking about caucuses and tweet the press and and the primary election and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this overwhelms me. And then my brain goes, it would be easier if you just thought they were all lizard people. And I go, done. Got it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Because then I can be done with it. It's a luxury. I mean – and another – I mean but for me, that is, it's my, it's the same thing for me. I, it's my – Anxiety is fighting back. Is re- it's really I get to joke about it because I, my freshman year of college, I was like a poli sci major and was like thinking about going into politics, like to be uh-huh. like a Josh Lyman. You know, like I I don't know what I wanted to do, but I I've always been interested in politics and uh-huh. and I realized like I was you know on the path to just like working on congressional campaigns and shit, and that just sounds so, so awful. So I bailed and is that started doing comedy? Is it when you started doing improv and such? Well, I was in. I was actually in Madison, Wisconsin, where there is – at the time there was I – mean, there might be now, but there was no, like, comedy scene there. I believe there is now. There might be. Well, yeah. there's a comedy club. There is a comedy state. club. I'm going there next week, this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is that the Millers? No. No. no it's a I different one. I hear that's great. I want to play there. Yeah. I think I, I might be. I don't know. I think but you are. I think we're putting putting some lines out to them. See what happens. You're sending cocaine to them? Is that yeah. The I send them uh, uh, the freeze-dried lines yeah. of cocaine. And I say, when well, these the party. Yeah. That's what the card says. 
So anyway, that's me, Madison, if you've been getting those. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Were you done? Because I was going to ask you about anxiety. Uh, I guess I'm done. Who knows? Am I, I, what you were I saying. feel like I'm ramble. I feel like I'm not doing well. No, man. This is the feel. It's a weird thing. When you do a podcast, you're having these conversations, but you're also aware that other people are going to be listening right. to them. So the trick, so... really, if I've learned anything, is to just go with it. Because okay. if you start going like, did that sound like uh, anything? You'll just, your dick will get so limp and nobody's getting fucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if I do well, I, I made you agree. Gonna, Rock hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're okay, gonna fuck we're gonna this fuck. podcast. Okay. Well, uh, I was interested in anxiety because I think you are an anxious person as well. Definitely. Yeah, you definitely are. You have uh, IBS, mm-hmm. which is poop syndrome. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you have that. You have that funny poop syndrome. Stress induced diarrhea, uh, which is horrible. Not funny. But yeah. we've also we've had. Lo- See, we both have like intestinal problems. Mm-hmm. Like I, I take uh, fucking. I don't care. I was just like, oh, people are going to – I don't care. Let's just talk about it. You take like acidophilus. You know what I mean? You take like fiber, all yeah. these different things because like we're fucked up. Like there's something fucked up about the way that my body will process anxiety is kind of fucked. Yeah. Like ever since I was a kid. It's just like my body goes like, oh, we got too much of this. Turn it into – we don't know, panic. Turn it into yeah. all these different things. And then like uh, – well, so that that's partly what's happening with you. Yeah, and it comes – I mean it affects my digestive system. And when things are real bad, it affects my hair for some reason. Your hair falls out? Well, I, I went gray. I have a patch of gray. You do have a patch school. of gray. Let's have it in high school. That's from like, funny. From like a bad couple months in high school, I, I just bottled up. It's like folklore. Yeah, it's like Joe Mandy like opened rogue. the box. <laughs> like, yeah, like Bonnie. You look like rogue Bonnie. Bonnie Ray. Ray. If I grew my hair, it would look like Bonnie. You'd look like Bonnie Raider, the guy, uh, the first guy on Talk Soup. I had a bald spot. I just I talked did. about well, this with you. I had a bald spot when we were performing at Rafifi for a couple months. I had really? like, a, like a Sacagawea sized bald spot on the side of my head, and they had to pump steroids into my head. Oh, my my family didn't even. Uh, take me the not not that they're neglectful or mm. anything but we we were just like yeah pete's pete's fucking stressed out oh, <laughs> and, I, and i just am stressed out yeah. and it's weird because you and i do things that i think most people if you were to read a book about most a uh, barber's <laughs> if, a, if a barber had some stress an autobarbography it- <laughs> list of nothing yeah. list of nothing uh, if you were uh, a barber uh, had to do public speaking or whatever mm-hmm. he would get stressed out about that or if he had to uh, improvise or you know I think we were uh, booked on that show where you freestyle rap I th- we both dropped out but uh, done that sort of stuff done improv done those are stressful yeah. things but I, I think what really stresses you out isn't Comedy, you're, like doing stand-up doesn't no, stress you really. out. What what does stress you? I certainly going to parties. Yeah, like I social it engagements. Takes me, it takes me an entire week if I have to like call the bank or something like like so. Yes, like routine and mundane. Yes. It, I can't do. I can't. I have hard time like calling people or or someone calls me and it's like uh you know like an like an important phone call like a yeah. conference call i find myself like buddy it's like I, you're like, saying it perfectly no being my words like I, I can't i can't like articulate my thoughts when yeah. i need to yeah which is so weird because i find it so easy 
most of the time. No you one. Know? I, I feel like people don't talk. Well, you've done Conan mm. several times. No, twice. Several, several times. And that's one of those situations where you like need to be able to remember the words specifically. Yeah. Every other time I've done stand-up, I'm never like, don't forget the words. But when you do Conan, you're like, don't forget the words. So that is a situation where- and I did my first time. Yeah. You, I, 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 I didn't see it, but you did tell me that. Yeah. That you flubbed a line. I flubbed a line and whatever. But yeah, but like, I mean, if- the person that has a hard time, if you show me a guy can't call bank express low balance alert, right. why you can't express that. Uh, and then you're like, that same guy's going to be on Conan. I'm like, buckle up for him. Fucking it up. Fuckle yeah. up is what I call that. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> this guy's about to fuck it up. Uh, um, so that doesn't really add up, but, but like I familial know familial stuff like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, family. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Talking to your parents. Yeah. I just call – I love my mom and I love my dad. And I called them and uh, I felt like such a piece of shit son because it went to voice voicemail. And I was like, oh, I lucked out. Not because I don't want to talk to them but because it stresses me out. I'm like the guy in Memento. I don't, I'm not good on the phone. Mm. I don't want to talk on the phone. And you have all those tattoos. I do have all these tattoos. <laughs> one of them says Mandy interview Sunday oh, 1 p.m. Glad you remember. But why did I get that as a tattoo? It's going to – I'm going to show up here next week at 1 p.m. Uh, but like we, we have friends that – don't answer the phone sometimes. If I see a phone call and it's from my manager, which is typically means news one way or the other, my first flash is anxiety. Yeah. It's not – unless unless I can find those pockets. Sometimes I wake up, I had the right amount of sleep, I had the right amount of – like I think of The Sims, sleep, hunger, social, all of those things were being met. I'll wake up and I'll just have a glorious morning where suddenly I'm paying bills and I'm cleaning up and I'm answering emails and I'm calling the bank. Everything's fine. And then a lot of uh, – not <laughs> It sounds like you're on Adderall. Exactly. Yeah. It, it feels like I'm on Adderall. And then the other parts of the day, same guy, same guy doesn't want to answer the phone when it's his manager. Right. Or I'm the king of texting someone back. They call you and you text them back. This sounds like this might be in the area of anxiety you're experiencing. Yeah, I think it's yeah. We're in the, we're, we're living in the same worlds there. Yeah, that's weird. Does does performance alleviate anxiety for you? For me, it definitely does. It, it, I can tell for you, it does. It doesn't really for me. What's funny is like I don't I don't get stage fright really. I never have. So like being a performer was just uh, an extension of that. I was able. I've never had a problem like with public speaking. Uh-huh. But I'm not like you know. I think it's obvious that you're much more of a performer than I am. You know, like oh right. Well, you have a joke about that. You're <laughs> like I'm going to win an Emmy. Whenever you do that joke, I'm yeah. kind of like Joe's aware of how he seems on stage. It's a good joke. It's yeah. like I'm like a writer guy. Like right. I'm a cerebral writing guy. Right. You're not about to do uh, a cartwheel or some <laughs> no. silly uh, face no. that maybe no. me or Matt Bronger would sure. make. Sure. Sure. What's the punchline to that joke? Well, we make a face. And then your your punchline is going to be, you know, something that you could write on a note card and pass to Letterman and go, give this guy a job. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. But someone else got it. Ooh, oh, there it goes. Oh! Go That's on. me turning. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my impression of Into a tiny Hulk. Being furious. The yeah. tiniest little Hulk <clears throat> with a little gray in his hair that mm-hmm. turns blue for some reason when he's Hulk. Anyway, what were we saying? I don't know. You, for, you forgot as well? Yeah. Well, let's go. Well, I, I, well, I mean, I think, I mean, I just... Uh, I'm able to tell the jokes I write on stage without right. freaking out about it. It seems this is why I like talking about this stuff because I like one of the things I like doing on the podcast is hopefully unifying people. Here, on one hand, we're both comedians. Com- there's a certain amount of confidence. Anthony and I, uh, Justin Lake and I, talked at length about ego, mm-hmm. grotesque, huge <laughs> egos, wingspan doesn't yeah. fit on a subway. You know what I mean? Like too big, huge motherfuckers that. 
can go in and get it done. Go like you tell me there's a meeting at NBC or some fucking thing at 3 p.m. This is one of the things that we have to do. We go in and we deliver like we can be engaging and charismatic and talk about ideas and stuff and leave and be like, that was a delight. Everyone enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Good night forever. Uh, And then same guy, same guy, you, same guy, me, same guy, Jessalyn, like, I don't know, uh, doesn't doesn't want to reply to an email. Or, or 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 can't uh, find it to go to the bank. Well, not all I the think, time. Well, I think what's interesting is that like you seem to have this kind of wavelength, and I, I just stay anxious. Oh all really? The time. Yeah, I don't think like, I I don't oh, fluctuate much. I don't think like I like uh, like I don't necess- I don't think I turn it on much when I'm on stage compared to off. You know, I'm, right. I'm I I think I'm the same person. Yeah, no, you are much, the same you know? person. And, and, and so I, so I'm the same. person person in really a meeting like that maybe that's a bad thing but i don't i don't <laughs> i don't really like i don't turn i don't have an i don't have a switch really that's really interesting i see i think that's brilliant it's like you're always the same level of anxiety yeah same level of everything yeah same joe everywhere and i definitely can be like it's performance time it's i'm going to be performance pete and then afterwards i'm going to be post-show pete before I'm going to be pre-show Pete. There's all these different right. Pete's. Same Pete. Because I'm talking right now, and I'm worried about how people are thinking. Like, yeah. as I'm saying these words, yeah. I'm more like, just how I went, I'm worried about, I'm worried <laughs> about comments, that. Yeah, hey, yeah. spit it out, Mandy. Right. Uh, wait, is that Chelsea, right? <laughs> yeah, that was our good friend Chelsea Peretti mocking us constantly. Um, Man of the people, goat. Uh, that's interesting. But, and so, like, when I'm on stage, too, like, I will always inevitably find the one person who doesn't laugh and I, I'll just like keep looking at them, yeah. you know? And like, I can't, I've also like, I've also, it's taken me, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for like seven or eight years now. It's taken me this long to realize that when someone says like, Oh, how was your show tonight? Just say awesome. Yeah. Because no one cares. Like, Oh, there's this fucking jerk we in the talk, second row. That was not, I just could not, even if I like do great, I will actually, only talk about this guy who wasn't laughing at me or all like, you know, I'll get into like intricacies. Like, you know, this, the, the, there's like this weird between my second joke. Like, you know, I, yeah. I like get so specific yeah. and people are like, I don't care. Right. I just want you to say awesome. Right. Or, yeah, just say you, you had a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, we've talked about that. I, I think I've talked about this on the show before. Is that's also important for business is, like, if a booker or something is like, hey, good show, just be like, thanks. Or, like, how was the show? And be right. like, great, thanks for having me. Right. Because they don't want to hear the play-by-play. It's funny. This poster that's up in the booth, you were on this show with me, uh-huh. the November 16th, the CD release show. Yeah. That doesn't normally happen to me. Again, I love that you're consistent because sometimes I'm like I'm being such a typical neurotic performer and other times I'm like I'm in, I feel invincible. Right. I don't think I'm manic, but it, it feels kind of manic to mm-hmm. confess that. But at that show in the second row here at Meltdown, basically the safest little hammock of comedy there could ever be, I was uh, doing very well. It was going very well. <laughs> and there was a guy in the second row who wouldn't stop second row it was like there might as there he was in the lights yeah. you know what i mean i could see him perfectly who kept whispering to the guy next to him and kept rolling his eyes like when other people when everyone would laugh really hard and they'd roll his eyes and i remember feeling so many things yeah. one was i agree horny i was horny yeah. <laughs> no i felt what part of me agreed i was like i'm with you pal I'm a fraud. Yeah, I, I feel like a fraud as well. In fact, uh, Mulaney told me a great story about a guy at Stand Up New York in New York, and he was destroying, and there was one guy not laughing. And the comedian leaned down to him and went, 
he was destroying. Everyone else was going nuts, mm-hmm. lighting mattresses on fire, backflips. He leans over to the one guy in the front row that's not laughing. He goes, I'm with you, pal, but I think we're outnumbered. And that's kind of part of how I felt, too. Yeah. This kid rolled his eyes, and I was like, yeah, that was the setup. It shouldn't have gotten such a big laugh. And it took me out of it. And then part of me was just pure white rage. I wanted to kill this person. <laughs> I wanted to murder him. Johnny Friendly Face yeah. wanted to murder somebody. And I tried all my uh, little tricks. I did my jokes directly to him. I made eye contact with him. And then eventually I was just like, are you okay? What's going on? Just, I, I'm, not, I'm not attacking you. Just what's going on? Still didn't stop. I mean, like, this kid is in my brain now forever. Uh, in, the, in the great wealth of faces, of confusion and disappointment and bewilderment that I've collected over the past 11 years doing stand-up, he's right I, in front. I could sketch him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could sketch a kid that was at my show at Peoria uh, when I was bombing. I made that bombing video. I remember his face, and I did a setup, and he went, what? <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. He lives up here now. He'll never die as long as I'm here. Oof. Isn't that weird? It is weird. But I, I think I guess it's sort of a motivator, though, is that I'm constantly un. I feel unfulfilled. <laughs> you know, like I just I've never once I've I don't I've never been happy with anything I've, I've done. Been, I've been thinking about that. Sometimes people, I'd love to hear what you think about this. People are like, oh, oh, you do you do a lot of different things. That's cool. Let's say like tomorrow, Joe, you you started making flip books out of. Uh, Whatever paper you're like, I made a flip book. Yeah. If I or if I made a flip book, let me, let me keep it to myself because I don't want to speak to you. People would be like, "Wow, Pete can do flip books too." And I want to be like, I kind of sometimes I'm like, I'm with you. That's amazing. How do how do I do it? That's part of me. Uh-huh. Then another part of me is I'm like, no, this is a dysfunction. I sit around going like, I need to do something for other people to see. I need them to validate it. Uh-huh. I need. I basically do watch me dive for a living. You know what I mean? So if I'm sitting at home alone. I could play a video game. That's fine. Or I could like try to make a painting. I'll make a painting because that'll be – I just started painting. And right. when I did, people were like, oh, I didn't know you could paint. And I was like, this is what I was looking for. I'm looking for you to be impressed. <laughs> I'm looking to feel good. Do you want it? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Like I want you to want it. All this, all, all this sort of bullshit. On one hand, it's lovely to be painting. It's uh, therapeutic. It's, it, I do when – when I'm done, I feel calm and uh, I feel lovely about it. But it's also kind of like – no, I should be like happier just being a person in that sort of Buddhist way. That idea of just wandering through a garden and a bird lands on your finger and just kind of being like, I am, I am. I don't need to dance for anybody. I don't need to paint. I, I'm already here. Right. I know who I am. Why, why keep trying to prove it? Uh, where is this garden? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it's in Williamsburg. It's like a communal garden. <laughs> but it's a disgusting garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let, let's. Th- did uh, that resonate at all? Are you? What, I, I, I don't even see know these paintings. It's, oh, you want to see? I'm just one? picturing like a. I'll show you one. Like live. the Ringo Starr of comedy. Live on the air, I'll show you a painting. I'd love to hear what you think about this painting. What does that mean about me? Like, like you know, some people. Are, what? But like now, I I'm worried. That you're not going to like that, it? Yeah, that I'm not going to like no, it. No, you'll love it. Ah, <laughs> they can't see faces. You have to yeah, say, that's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's like, you do cartoons and stuff. It's like Yeah, it's very paint. similar it's a, to a cartoon. It's a yeah, paint cartoon. It's a paint cartoon. Yeah, it's not like I made a Yeah, I was, I was a expecting. Picasso. Oh, yeah, I think I, I, like I think. Abstract. It's more like I'm drawing with paint. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not really a painting. Yeah, no, that's much less embarrassing than what I pictured what you were picturing when you were. Somebody saying told that me you... Harlan Wayans paints and stuff like does real. Who is that? Harlan Williams. <laughs> okay, good. Williams. That's a person. Harlan you Wayans. You made up brothers. a Wayans brother. <laughs> that's the list yeah. of nothing. Harlan Wayans. Yeah. Oh man, uh, text it to Noah. I will, and he won't understand. See, that's an extension man, of a really good one last week. What was it? Uh, one was two bloke girls, which is what. Uh, <laughs> English people call the show working. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really good. That is... So good. That is unbelievable. Two bloke girls. At first I was like, oh, it's just kind of a... Oh, it's what they call two broke girls. No. It's, no, it's two bloke it's what girls. what work it is called in England. Work it in England. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. That is such a pleasant joke. So, okay. So you're, uh, you're this anxious IBS mother dude. I was going to say motherfucker, but then I toned, toned it down <laughs> to make for, it for a mother dude yeah, to make me sound like a mother, mo- mother love bone. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go to Emerson. Went to Emerson. Real heady. A lot of a lot of the chosen are there. Uh, a lot that... of my yeah. A lot of my friends are still in comedy. A lot of my yeah. Okay. My troupe. Sure. And you started an improv. Were you an improv well, with Mulaney? No, I did improv in high school, and then I did sketch in college. Oh. And now, that's cool. Not a lot of people do improv in high school. Yeah, my high school had a you know an improv team. Actually, Charlie Sanders, who I lives Charlie. out here, he was uh, <laughs> he was in my did I tell you my tra- improv team? <laughs> Charlie Sanders. <laughs> Charlie Sanders and I had this audition. Have I told you this for uh, God? You don't need to know uh, Charlie Sanders. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. He's the bald dude, right? Mm-hmm. He's bald. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was someone else. Charlie Sanders. We had this audition at House in New York, and we were. Uh, it was supposed to be for one of those undercover Pizza Hut commercials, oh, right. where they give you some bread, and they're like, "Hey, fuckhead, you're eating Pizza Hut," and yeah. you go, "What?" Not bread. It was like they're when they were doing the pasta. Yeah, shit. but this was bread because it was going to be the new crust. Okay, uh, <laughs> so me and Charlie went in, and uh, because like the baker in these commercials is fake. And then, uh, so they're trying to cast the baker. They're trying to cast someone who's good at like keeping it together, improvising like a real baker, using the vernacular. This is my bakery. You want to try some free samples? Right. <laughs> it has oregano and uh, nutmeg in it or whatever. These are the things mm. we're supposed to say. <laughs> and then one of us uh, just plays the straight man to the other person's baker. So, yeah. But we're auditioning together. We. He's just one of the funniest dudes. He's so funny. He's so fucking funny. His face is funny. Not in like a, he's an ugly face. I mean like, he can make a face that will make me just die laughing. So that's what he did. We would, I would be the baker and I'd have this basket of fake bread just for the auditions, like, you know, pieces of shit. And I'm like, uh, hi, welcome to my bakery. And he'd be like, oh, thanks a lot. And I'd just like start laughing right. at the way he said, oh, right. thanks a lot. So clearly I'm the worst person for this job. I'm laughing at the customer saying thanks. Or the happiest baker. Yeah, they're just <laughs> the happiest doughy baker. And I give him a sample and I'm trying not to laugh. My eyes are like shaking, trying not to laugh. And my line is, there's rosemary in it. But I, he knows if I open my mouth, I'm just going to start laughing. So he's biting, he's biting it, and he's looking at me, try, shaking, trying not to laugh. He goes, hmm, "Is that rosemary?" And I'm, I just blow up laughing. We both, we lean on each other, weeping with laughter, just because it's like <laughs> church laughter. Yeah, you're not supposed to no, laugh. Now all you want to do is laugh. And the commercial auditions are the most horrible. It's awkward, and we knew immediately. We're like, we're, "This is wrong. We're wrong for this. Is bad." Yeah. 
all we did was laugh. Uh, we were put on hold for it. We almost got it. Wow. <laughs> it was almost – it was almost – it came down to us and two other people. They gave it to the two other people. I, Just, I, uh, I have no idea I why. I requested to stop going in for commercial auditions because, like, I was so bad at it. And they were just like – they're so bizarre. Like, I went in one day for something this summer and waited in a waiting room for 45 minutes. And yeah. then I was called in and a woman just straight up threw tennis balls at me. On camera, at least? Yeah, she, she was like, okay. And then that was it. It was my reaction to having things hurled at me. And yeah. then I, I left because the commercial was like um, – it was like a Sprite commercial or I something can't. where Sprite cans <laughs> were flying at you. And I like – it was fucking horrible. I was like, what What? What can I – like if my parents called me and asked me what I did today. Right. be like, oh, uh, I waited in line for a person to throw tennis balls at me. But don't worry. They were filming it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. I've had auditions as well where the whole audition was take your shirt off and do a 360. I, I felt like we should have done it in a wood paneled basement mm-hmm. with a creepy uncle and a VHS camcorder. That's how it felt. It was like you want to be a stud, don't you? And I was like, this is horrible. And actually, that audition was with a bunch of amazing, like chiseled, like fucking Greek sculpture dudes. Yeah. And I was sent in because I'm six six, so it was for Gatorade. And they were like, they need tall people, so they sent me in. Uh, but they, my agents forgot to be like, he's a uh, pretty doughy. He's a doughy man. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, is this a comedy is bit? This is a there before? Is, Am I the before? Yeah, exactly. Is there one fat guy fumbling <laughs> right. as the other guys are like laughing? Is that what the spot is? Nope. I and you're supposed to take your picture before you go in. I took my shirt off because they're like, take your shirt off just for the picture in the lobby. So I take it off. They take the picture. I put it immediately. The picture was me putting the shirt back sure. on. Yeah. That's how quickly I had to get that shirt back on. Everyone else in the room was so comfortable. They took it off for the picture, left out. it off. Yeah, just hung out. With their, left it off. A shirt on. And, and it looked right. It looked made more sense than them wearing shirts. You did all that work. Man, I was playing, I was playing basketball yesterday with some friends, and you know the guys on the other court were all six foot six, and yeah. uh, were way more comfortable with uh, not having shirts on than I would ever be. Yeah. Ever. That's something I don't think I'll ever get there. No, I will never get there. Oh, it was so pathetic. I felt so pathetic then. And then um, there was also a hoop that was down to eight feet. So my friends and I were, like, having a dunk contest. Like, I felt, like, so pathetic and white that, like, uh, we were having a dunk contest on an eight-foot hoop because we were capable of dunking. Uh, <laughs> you just – that I was won. your ticket. I won, though. You did you? I won. With a 360? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You did a 360? I could. Yeah. How did I, but is that how you won? That's how I won with a three sixty. It was like we were playing like dunk horse, and like no one could, no one else could do a three sixty. Do you believe in exorcisms? <laughs> I exercised to that demon. But uh, do you believe in that weird sort of stuff? What? Remember when exorcisms came up earlier, and you kind of were like, ah. Uh, well, what's funny is you know, I am a Jewish person um, chosen, but uh, nothing scared me more than like Satan movies as a kid. Like exorcist. you know those posters that are up for devil yeah, inside. Fucking freaks me out. Man. I drive around and I'm like. That if you hung up one of those like nuns with no pupils up on a barn in like the 1800s, they would have shot you summarily. They yeah. would have been like, "Did you hang this up?" Yeah, pow, right into your face, and, and then they everyone... would find your iPhone and be real confused. Uh, how did he? And what is this material yeah. he printed on? <laughs> yeah. This is kind of impressive. <laughs> Why is it so terrifying? Paint pupils on the nun and leave it yeah. up. That's yeah. what they would have done. Uh, but those signs are the most terrifying promotional campaign. Yeah. So I mean, it was so funny to me because like I knew. That that dogma did not affect me. Like I, what it, 
not my thing, but it right. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That, I, like, The Exorcist, Omen, Exorcist 3, which works, see Scott fucking terrified me. I didn't see that. It's, I, I waited uh, 30 years, 32, 31 years before I saw The Exorcist because... Oh, you're like uh, Chet Hayes. What, Chet Hayes? He was tweet- live tweeting his... Oh. He, saw his, he saw Exorcist for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? And he wrote two tweets. One was, I'm about to watch Exorcist for the first time. And then an hour and a half later, he just wrote, this movie is bugging. <laughs> that was his review i had uh 10 minutes on the exorcist after i saw it i don't do it i don't i don't really like doing movie bits for much longer than it's fresh in my mind or whatever mm-hmm. but i was so afraid of that terrifying i'm grateful to the religions that i didn't grow up in i actually thought about this today uh you know uh our friends that are islamic or whatever and i always our think one of, friend <laughs> yeah but i <laughs> yeah. don't you know, don't uh but uh who grew up islamic it's just kind of like when I hear about how scary the thought of their hell and their like judgment, I was like, but I never worry about that. I only worry about my own brand of uh, right. of, of evil, of demons, and all that sort of stuff. But I don't you, have here any you of are that crossing shit. the the line to say I'm going to be afraid of some of the stuff that you're not even supposed to be I'm afraid not, of. Yeah, you're supposed to be Jewish, right? Like the devil wouldn't even bother. Ah, <laughs> you know? you're already won over yeah, for him. I'm oh, fine. that's terrible. I'm not. Although I mean, that. I guess there is some. Like, it just, it's so funny, like, when you grow up, like, I, I never really bought into any of it, even as a kid when I went to religious school, because, yeah. like, Judaism's so old and so antiquated that it was just, like, all of it just sounded like such silly bullshit to me, you know? Right, you're talking about, like, the Jonah and the whale, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but also, I mean, like, like, the whole thing with mezuzahs on your door is to protect you from some kind of, something close to what a demon is. Oh, yeah, golems and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and it was just like, it's just it's so fucking dumb, you know what I mean? Like, I just, right. it was, it's so old, everything's so old, like, and, and they, they try to modernize it a little bit, but, like, you know, if you read anything, it's like shit about, like, putting goat's blood on your doorposts and stuff, right. and it's just like, come on. Because of the firstborn thing, right? Yeah, I mean, but, like, all that stuff, it's but just Jews, like, so... Jews, I, I love uh, Jewish people and I love rabbis and I love the way that they think about it because there's a relationship with the text that doesn't seem to continue on into Christianity Does as not. much. No. No, some some do. I know I know these uh, Christians, but for a lot of the times I always looked at Jews and they were like, they will go anywhere. They'll they'll take any hypothesis and argue about it forever. Which is amazing. Like there's no arguing. It becomes a lot more dogmatic and stuff. So I always envied the Jews. Yeah, Jews are like it's so funny when um Jews will argue even when they're agreeing. Yeah. You know? Which is part of why I think they are considered to be a funnier people. That analytical Sort of like when we're arguing about whatever it is, Wonder Bread, if you're doing a bit about Wonder Bread, a lot of the uh, Jewish comedians, a lot of the non-Jewish comedians employ the same type of almost rabbinical thinking where they'll <laughs> they'll propose something and then they'll mock it or they'll support it or, or they'll do both yeah. in five minutes. Like you with your uh, milk thing or yeah. your thing about – uh, foodie, you know, I, these are just arguments you're having with, with yourself. Myself, right? You're sometimes you'll offer the perspective of somebody else, but then you'll kind of approach it in the way that a rabbi would be like. That's actually like a major thing in my relationship with my girlfriend is that I always end up, I turn everything into an argument, and it's always like a playful thing. But after right. a while, she's just like, "Can you just stop fucking?" 
making everything into an really? argument because it's just like it's fun for me that's kind of just like banter i feel like is she she's is she jewish no yeah so I, she everything about that is just uh exhausting this is so funny uh i've never i can't believe we haven't talked about this before i i've, I've dated jewish people before and the difference is in the uh i guess i'll say goy or what what, what is the other way of saying no, it works yeah we'll say goy uh the goy families and the jewish families that i've known that i've been at their supper tables you know what i mean supper dinner tables you know what i mean they're huge differences and one of them is my, our families my girlfriend and i like our families couldn't be more different that's what i this is what i'd like to ask you is it's like it seems to me like uh jewish Families, in my experience, I'm not painting with a broad brush, a pretty broad brush, but in my experience, they are comfortable with arguing. Yes. Uh, more comfortable with swearing. Like, you're full of shit, dad. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit, mom. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. I used to be like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? You'd never say that to my dad. Uh, I think, I, also, honestly, I think that's part of being bar bat mitzvah, is that you can start swearing at the center. Really? Yeah, it was about that time that it was okay. Is that what yeah, they're singing about? I think so. And now I can swear at the table. Yeah, that, that was the, my impression. <laughs> and that's this is, all the Torah is. It's just giving you when, like when you can swear in front of your parents. Deaf Torah jam. Just <laughs> Here's the thing that I couldn't believe. I, w- I was with uh, some Jewish friends, and this kid put his father in a headlock. His father. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't misspeak. It was his dad. Put him in a headlock and gave him a noogie. Okay. And then made a joke about how his hair was thinning. And I was like, if I did that to my father, who's Irish, <laughs> he would uh, he'd punch me in the nose. Right. And I wouldn't even be surprised. That yeah. He's never hit, hit us or anything right, like but that. you would deserve it. Uh, he wouldn't even punch me in the nose as much as his eyes would look at me in a way that would say, like, like Bill Cosby, I brought you into this world. I will take right. you out. Like, he, he, I, I would feel like, like uh, that sort of fucking around. So does that seem right? You and your girlfriend, the family's kind of similar differences? Yeah. Um, my family, it's our – well – this is what usually happens for uh, like Thanksgiving, for example. <laughs> we'll go to her family's house for Thursday Thanksgiving. What is she? What's her background? She, I mean, she's a Catholic. I guess it's not very. They're not very Just religious. White white they're, yeah, they they live in Connecticut. It's Connecticut Thanksgiving. Everything's right. you know very uh, very everything's so nice and everyone's <laughs> so polite to each other and ah! quiet. Everything's so quiet. <laughs> and just everything's just like so quiet and That's pleasant the other thing. and i'm yes. just like this like i just sit like i just i know i have a cloud over my head i'm just you know what i mean like i am clearly just like this source of just i am pent up negativity and just like fake smile because i don't want to come off like the miserable person that i am like i've been like the like like just it comes out it's so much more obvious when you're around happy people about how miserable you are so, and i'm not like miserable to be there i'm just a miserable person yeah. in this delightful atmosphere right and so uh so that's thanksgiving and then the next night on friday i do thanksgiving at my house with my family we, we come down to philadelphia with my family and uh-huh. it's just mayhem <laughs> Right? There are four dogs running around. We're all drinking and yelling at each other about politics, agreeing, but just like yelling. And, uh, you know, my sister and I will get into some dumb fight because we can't not get into some, like, we can't revert back. We always revert back to, like, we're 10 and 7. And, like, because. It's awful, and, and and it's like the other thing is my girlfriend's just sitting there like smiling, and she's like this beam of sunshine, you know. 
<laughs> and it's just like know how to participate not really like she tries her best but it's like it's just it's a it's <sighs> the big leagues man it's <sighs> it is just insane we are insane yeah just yelling i mean and and, and there's like my dad we there's always uh you know, MSNBC or CNN is yes. playing in the kitchen yes. 24 hours a day. And then there's also like he's got like Pandora set up. So there's music and dogs barking <laughs> and my dad yelling at my sister because her dog isn't trained. And, you know, it's like all this. It's just like crazy. And there's your girlfriend <laughs> yeah. sitting there trying to be proper. Yeah. I've been there, man. Not to that extreme, but it's a weird feeling to be. It's uh, just it's just fun. It's just fun. And, it, and neither one is more sure pleasant i mean it's, they're both they're fun i mean like i like i'm in it's funny because she's in her element around her family obviously and right. i'm very much i get very much into the mix when i'm with my family and it's just it couldn't be more different right and both families are probably they have the same problems and stuff <laughs> maybe no, i mean her family is her my girlfriend's family is like a her her mom and dad are like a John Cougar Mellencamp song. They're incredible. <laughs> they grew up on the same block. Damn. Right? Damn. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Frank and Kristen. Yeah. Um, they grew up on the same block. And then he uh, went to the army and she like waited for him. And then they got married and then bought a house on the same block they grew up on <laughs> and had three beautiful daughters. Like, that is a straight up. <laughs> and in come you yeah and then i come you, in you yeah with your fucking linus black cloud yep. over you just yep. being like yep. i love it that's unbelievable the son-in-law maybe that they could have never expected yeah but here but uh, I, love, I mean they're so nice and they love me but i but am. your girlfriend must appreciate what i look i know this is weird to talk about jewish people so frankly i suppose but if we were having lunch i wouldn't hesitate to say this the thing that we like about uh that i as a uh non-jewish person love about my jewish friends is that you know where you stand they have opinions and they will uh talk with you they'll mm. exchange with you in a way that like my uh, brother or my mother or my father, like, they might disagree with you and you might never know it. Right. You'd say it. In fact, Mulaney has that wonderful bit about he dates a Jewish girl and and he loves – because he, he never has to wonder right. how she's feeling. <laughs> yeah. She's always going to broadcast yeah, it to him constantly. Joke. It's yeah. a wonderful joke. Fucking Have you heard his new album? Uh, well, I was there for a special. Oh. So, yeah. I guess you guys are better friends. Yeah. Just probably, like, closer, closer people. I did warm up for a special. Oh, he, he asked you to do yeah, warm up? Yeah, I did do that. That's actually kind of an insult. It is. Yeah, he's like, I can follow you. It's basically what, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, but like, he can. I'm not even. I'm joking. No, but like, he can. That was a joke. I know, but he's. Of course he can. Yeah. This is actually. Of com- course. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. He could follow. <laughs> he could follow me as well. He, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's one the of the best. best. He's the best. He I was watching Carson, like old Carson footage, and I was like, oh, there's Mulaney. <laughs> You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, oh, there he is. Oh. When he is at that seat or whatever, it'll be like coming home. And Mulaney and you and I have this in common. And this is a nice – it's actually on topic that we've talked about this many times that we're not fuck guys. <laughs> no. I want to be so, so clear about this. I really enjoy intercourse. I really do. I just – I love it so, so much. I did not so like yeah. how you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I call it intercourse. It's fucking weird. So it's not – fuck guys. It's not. It's not – it's not even – we're, like you, me, and Melania. Let's leave Melania out of it because he's not here. Yeah, we don't want to speak it, for him. It's just kind of like uh, uh, 
overthinking of the whole seduction. You know that part in A Beautiful Mind? What I was just saying is true. No, no. But about like worrying about everything. I can't step out of my own head for a moment. If there was a drug. And the drugs I take only intensify it. You know what I mean? If there were a drug that would just make you feel completely present. Every every comedian would benefit from this yeah. drug, and not not even comedians. Every, everybody that like just kind of can't shut it off. And I know we've talked about this a lot on the show, so I'd rather hear what you think about it rather than what I think about it. But that idea of like this is this is the quote that uh, I, to be honest, I've thought about it since then. I'm not sure if it was me or Mulaney, but I know it's a thought from both of our brains, which is uh, you know the times that someone's like hit on us after a show or whatever, and you've been there or whatever. It's like the the feeling is like. What are we gonna kiss? <laughs> that that weird feeling, like kind of like going through it already in your head. Yeah. When I start dating a girl, I'm ten years down the road. Like I'm already, I, I have a hard time just being on a first date. I'm kind of like like Seinfeld. It's like, can I date that laugh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I date somebody that chews like that? Can I be with that person forever? Fucking, I sound like a fucking sociopath. It's insane. But like, it's the same thing with sex. You're thinking. Like, again, not a monster, love sex. The sex would be great. You'd be, while you're in sex, suddenly the sex would overtake you and it would be kind of like a death. You're dead. Like, <laughs> my brain would shut down and be gone. You'd be brain dead. If you get you into it. be fucking a brain dead person. Yeah. No. That's what you want. I want to be brain dead. Yeah. I want the you sex want to be her- so overcoming that I'm just like, I'm no longer thinking about anything other than the sex and it's wonderful. And it really is like a death and a resurrection to yourself. And you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, and I'm back and it feels great. And that's wonderful. Nobody's saying that's not wonderful. But oftentimes you it's can't like, stop like thinking Terry about. Shavo. I don't know what that. Oh, yeah. You know everything about that. That was the woman that was in the coma. Yeah. That's the kind of sex you want to have. Like Terry Chavo sex? Yeah. I can't speak to that. You mean I want to be in a coma? You forget it. I can't endorse yeah. that thought. <laughs> it was a it was a bad I loved it. I'm sure somebody's gonna get it. I don't follow the news enough. But anyway, so you don't follow the news from like six yeah, years ago I, enough. I, yeah. I'm still on the news from ten years ago. Right. All right. So you're eleven, man. What I was know. that all what about? Jeez, man, what are we gonna do? What are we going to do? War on terror? Yeah. So anyway, sex with the uh, – but like the, if some, if you start to consider if a non <laughs> That was guy, a great uh, – you just switch gears. You're like, 9-11. Anyway, sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not uh, – not, not, uh, sex, you start thinking about sex with somebody and then you're like uh, – you're kind of already thinking about like the next morning. You're thinking about all these different scenarios. I remember when I was first single after I got divorced and I wanted to have sex. You want to have sex all the time. I remember you're that like, too. Is there I remember you yeah. then. And I, I, I probably asked you, I was like, is there some sort of meal involved? <laughs> I yeah. just didn't know what was yeah. going on. I didn't know where to get it. I knew I wanted it. You just went from being, you, you would disappear after shows to suddenly just lingering. Yeah. Oh, Not cre- lingering in a creepy lingering? way, but you were just there. You were yes. there. Well, that you, was... were, you were available. Yeah. You were presenting yourself after yeah, shows. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Because, and I remember thinking, it was also because I was going to drink. I was going to mm. stay around and drink with everybody. And I remember thinking, because I was on what I thought was a bender, which meant I stayed out till like two. <laughs> and I, I and at the bar was closing, or not even closing, but people were starting to leave, and I would leave at two. And I would look around and be like, is everybody on a bender? Did your, yeah. did your wives leave you too? Why are you still here? That's because that's what people do, especially comedians. They stay out late. Yeah, my I, I, I think I worried nine. my mom. My mom asked me, um, we got drinks... We, my family, we went out to dinner and I had a couple of drinks. And my mom was like, so, like, how like how much do you drink? And I realized, I was like, oh, I've probably had three or four mixed drinks every night 
since 2005. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's, that that's how you get paid. Yeah. In, in, especially in New York. Back get, in the day at Rafifi, that, the drink ticket was the thing. And, and You didn't even need drink tickets. I yeah. mean, you just got paid. Like, I just... I just, yeah. You drank your paycheck. Uh-huh. And that's what you did. Yeah. And I, I was actually just today thinking, I was like, I'm going to take it easy on drinking. And then I was like, what am I doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm at the improv yeah, going to get with Rory and, and all these all these great friends that I'm going to want to hang out with. So I'm definitely, me, like if you asked me, Pete, did you drink last night? And I'd be like, no. And then I'd think about it and be like, no means I had, I had two, two, two or three. Two yeah. or three drinks. Did you drink last night? Yes means you had like five or six. You know, Yeah. Like, I, I, it's much easier in New York to do that because yeah. you can just stagger onto a subway. Right. I actually kind of like that about LA. It's, it makes it, you be very deliberate. You, you have to watch it. I was with uh, Eugene last night and we went out to drink. Uh, we went out to dinner and stuff. Uh, Shaw and, and Eugene and Holly and it was lovely and we had drinks and then like I stopped drinking because I was like I'm going to be driving. Right. And otherwise if we had been at the same restaurant in New York I would have been like uh, bring me one of those Magnum bottles of <laughs> right, champagne. Right. Just bring me a huge fuck off bottle of champagne, and I'd be dead today. Is that what you do? Yeah, I probably would have died. Yeah, that's but, also but like brain dead, so you could fuck. Actually, similar to sex, I wonder if you can relate to this. T- kind of tying it back to anxiety and everything, that, and hate, and mm. all the things that are unpleasant that we feel. Drinking, if there's anything about it to me that I think keeps me coming back, is that it shuts everything down. So I. I'll drink, and I'll drink to the point where uh, I'm not really overthinking anymore. I'm just, like, yelling and picking you up and shit. And then, like, I'll sleep, and I'll wake up, and it will feel kind of that, like we were saying with sex as well, kind of like a rebirth. Like, I'll wake up, and we had this night of death and doing bad things. Yeah. And then the next day you wake up and the sun is shining. I don't really get hung over. Okay, because this is not a normal experience. Most people, I wake up and I uh, feel awful. I don't drink too, 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 too much. And I also drink water as well. That makes a big difference. And I'm also like eight times your size. So I get up and like I'll feel renewed. My brain will be like, and we're, and welcome back. It's like it was like a commercial break. And suddenly I am writing and, and feel like hanging out with my friends and stuff because I killed myself last night. Man, I wish that's a, that's great. Good for you, man. Yeah, but isn't that right? That's just me going up and down and up and down. And you're telling me that you're just that. The, yeah. the, the 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 not the stale line, but the stagnant line. That's another thing. Is I'll have I, I don't even get that drunk. What do you mean? I don't like I'll have two or three drinks, and you don't feel that. I don't. Home. I don't really feel it, and I'm I'm, I'm not acting any more wild. Weird. What's You're wrong so with me? consistent. I'm so consistent. You're so <laughs> consistent. Actually, I, you know, I've never stopped to consider that. I've never. We have inconsistent friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not name them, but like I know we both have friends that it's just kind of like which version of that person are we going to get? I try to be consistent, but I know that I can let people down. It'll be like, where's Pete? Like, where's that Pete that we know? Especially if I'm working on a show or right. something. Some days I'm just like manic and firing five thousand jokes, and other days I'm just like, nah, 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 like not yeah. paying attention. But you're the same every day. What I'm a good kind, quality. But I'm kind of moody, though. But but I am. I would, you can be grumpy. There are yeah, small differences. I, I, I can get grumpy. But overall, your Sims bars, your anxiety, your social, all those different things are pretty much <laughs> half filled. Yeah. I have to talk and that eat. That sucks. Does it? Yeah. It sounds. First of all, half, I bet it's wonderful to date. Half fulfilled. Your girlfriend probably enjoys that. Yeah, you should talk to her. Will she do it? <laughs> <laughs> Will she do the show? No. Um, what does she do again? She works at the ASPCA, saves dogs. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, she's a good person. Good heart. Yeah. Oh, nice, uh, sweet to your salty. 
Yes. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. guys are like a peanut M&M. Yeah. That's lovely. Like a pretzel M&M. But you guys have been together a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? yeah, that's what I meant. Pretzel M&M. How long have you been together? Since college. So that's... Yeah, like eight, seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yeah. Common law? Is it common law yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. I mean, we... we yeah, it's... We, uh... There must be some... We like each other. Do you feel that pressure? Uh, not really. I mean, her... Because you're still young. Yeah. But you've been together with the same person. Her sister... She has two older sisters who have been in equally long things and... Oh, really? And they're not married. What is it about this Goy family that just likes getting in long, directionless relationships with consistent men? Not even directionless. One of uh, her oldest sisters had a kid and they're, you know... Oh, out of... Out of what we say, wedlock. Well, but they're—I mean, they are right. Just, just so Committed, care. yeah. No, no, people do care. <laughs> people do care. I'm interested in the topic of marriage if it if it applies anymore. Because Eugene, who I just we just did it last night, was talking about like it's nice, but it's clearly not as perf- permanent as it used to be. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's I I uh, I've been to we the two of us, my girlfriend and I, have been to so many weddings right in the last few years and. I think we both find them equally embarrassing in a lot of ways uh, that like if we were, I would, I don't want people like it's so it's, a, it's such, it is a meaningless thing in a lot of ways. Cause so many people get divorced silly. now yeah, and, silly, yeah. and, and you know, people so well through Facebook and shit that you actually like, if you, if your friend is getting married to some girl, you'll, you know that she's fucked 10 other dudes. It's, just, it's not like, you know, this virginal white dress, like it's all right. Meaningless right. symbolism. You, you can know? go through her newsfeed and yeah. figure out how many right. other people. Exactly. She's so, I mean, it, it, it is, it has a lot less meaning than I think it used to. Or and it's also, different now. And it's just like, I don't, I don't want my friends. I, I would love my friend. I would love to have a party if it happened, but I wouldn't want my friends right. to like, come watch me like make out with my well, that's what I was, girlfriend. That's what I was saying is silly. There's something silly about this sort of like gather around in celebration of us that kind of, I bet can feel a little strange. Yeah. And when it's like really over, we've been to a couple, I've been to like, you know, a couple really kind of overdone weddings yeah. that are just like the gauche wedding. Yeah. And, you're, and you know, part is just like, you're going to, you know what I mean? Like the it's, whole time it was the whole time I was at that is that there's is, a wedding was just like this is like this is fucking poor. like why am I spending four hundred dollars on a like a gravy what? boat? You're just gonna get divorced, right? I mean, uh, I guarantee people were at my my own wedding, and I did. And then we, when we were divorced, I bet they were like, yeah, see, yeah, well, the meat was and good. Who got the gravy boat? Yeah, well, I think I just left it. Mm-hmm. I just drove off on my motorcycle. Right. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, wish, I wish I had some cool story. But that, that that is in the back of people's minds when you're at a wedding. It's kind of that unspoken thing. Don't I don't want to sound too cold-hearted. I like weddings. <clears throat> I like love. I like relationships. I like commitment. Those things are all up my alley. But I'm also I, – I resonate with the guys at the back of the wedding and the girls at the back of the wedding that are kind of like, this is bullshit. I've been in a lot of weddings where you're like, in five years, that guy's going to realize he's gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in like a – Fag, not that sort of way. I mean, like, really, we think this person is gay. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's a problem. And, like, why? Like, yeah, Ugh, man. It's a it's a tricky thing. You're you're rubbing your eyes very very rabbinically. Um, yeah, thank you. Just reading that Torah. <laughs> <laughs> so offensive. Uh, well, uh, God, that's that's you. Let me look at my phone because I wrote down some other funny things. I'd hate. For the, I've been looking forward to this interview, and I would, I would hate to forget to tell you to do a story. You How's love, it going? How's this how's going? How's this going? Oh, it's going great. Okay. You know what's okay. funny is you can't you – can, uh, I was talking to Camille. You can tell when they go well. Fuck guy, hipster book. Meh. No. Uh, 
anger at wanting things you don't have. <laughs> Saw someone rip you off. Oh, that's how I know you've made it. I was at a show the other night, and I was like, who does this guy sound like? Oh, really? And I was like, oh, he's doing Mandy. That's hilarious. Doesn't that make you feel good? Yeah. One time Amy Schumer was in, like, I don't know, Toronto or something, and she emailed, texted me. It was like, there's a guy on stage doing you. Oh, and I was God, so flattered hilarious. by that. I was so flattered by that. Uh, black culture. I guess we could talk about that. I'm not really as interested in that. And let's let's just drive it home <clears throat> with uh, – we were talking about exorcisms and stuff. So you have a fear of evil, which is probably just kind of like – you know, a Hollywood thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not as uh, overwhelming to me as it used to be. Yeah, I understand that. I, I used to have a recurring dream where I saw a girl uh, possessed by Satan. And I used to say, um, in the name of Jesus Christ, get out of that woman or whatever. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because we were told that that was a thing. I mean, how, yeah. how can you, you can't, you can't forget that. That's yeah. a pretty big thing. There are a lot of stories in the Bible of Jesus doing that, you know, uh, I command you out of that. And, and then I knew a lot of people that were in churches that, that said that they continued to do that. You know what I mean? Like telling stories of mm. crazy schizophrenic, uh, homeless people. And they'd be like, in the name of Jesus. And like, now I'm kind of like, I don't know what's actually happening there or what, how you're interpreting what's going on. But the dream was, and I used to have this while I was very much a hardcore believer, the woman ha- was possessed with demons, like Legion. You probably don't know that story. Uh, well, I know the You know the <laughs> <laughs> Very, very, very good. So, uh, fucking get out of here, get out of her in the name of Jesus, which is the big, that's the, that's the money phrase in the name yeah. of Jesus. You know what I mean? And then it wouldn't work. And it works for any language? Well, that see, now we're, now we're talking like comedians. Every language. Yeah, yeah. See, but I mean, like, I think it's a reflection of your belief. You know what I mean? And the dream is, so the, the demons don't come out and the woman keeps coming towards me or whatever she's doing bad, she keeps doing it, doesn't work. So it was a, a reflection on my faith not being enough. And it was also a scary consideration that my subconscious was floating towards me yeah, going, like, do you really believe right. this? Do you believe in magic words? Do you believe in magic words? Yeah. People believe in magic words. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people believe in half, magic words. Yeah, at least half this country. Uh, and then, you know, I wonder what percentage of them are very uncomfortable on a survey explaining that they simultaneously believe in magic words, kind of hope that magic words work, but don't aren't sure that they work, but yeah. on a survey are going to check that they do because that's part of the engine that keeps them maybe working. Right. Uh, nope. So where are you, Joe? Are you in the great multitude of atheist comedians? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. I mean... I like that answer. I, really, I don't know. I mean, I don't... I, no, I really do. That, I, I wasn't fucking with you. I think the correct response, uh, not, 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 not that there's a right response or a wrong response, is kind of like, I, ah. Uh. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, there's just, um, it seems, and this isn't funny, but there seems to be too much misery in the world. Yeah, that's a big question. For there to be a higher power. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a tricky one. Have you heard the, the watchmaker God? God wound up the watch. And then he let it go, and then he's gone now. He's a fucking asshole. Then there's yeah. really fucked up shit happening. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff happening. Fix that watch. The problem of pain. Well, that that's a very globally conscious sort of thing that you have to wrestle with if you're going to say there's a god. I, I've I've been to. Uh, I, this is um and just hit me to tell you a <laughs> self-serving story, and it's going to come off as a humble brag, and I don't mean it to be, but um the when I was gonna do conan the first time i was supposed to tell this joke about uh, my somali joke you know that joke yep um it's a joke about why 
Somali, a lot of Somalis live in Minnesota. My joke is my hypothesis as to why Somalis would move to Minnesota. And it got approved and I was about to do it. And literally the day after. And is, uh, sorry, just to fill them in a little bit more, it's you basically explain everything that we take for granted would be amazing to a right. Somali. Yes. Especially yeah, like, like a light switch or refrigerator, takeout, dessert, uh, well, all, all these snow. Kinds of- Snow, every, yeah, everything, lakes, and it, it, water. So the joke is that this guy's complaining about life in Minnesota, but everything sounds amazing. Right, lakes. It's it's and it's about how things are relative. Yes, and uh, the day after that joke was approved, and I was going to do it. The front page in the New York Times was a starving Somali child. Like there's a horrible mm-hmm. famine going on there. And my first thought when I saw I was at the newsstand, I was just like, you got to be fucking ah, kidding me. That's that funny. ruins my bed. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, you're the fucking worst. Well, that's kind of – we all have feelings like that. When I got the voicemail when I called my mom and I was like lucked out, you know. And, and when John Ritter died, I used to uh, – I had to take a break from saying how much I look like John Ritter. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing I thought mm-hmm. too, which is terrible. Uh, it's, it's, I had a joke about – Robert Downey Jr. that I had to stop doing because his career is back on track. And that's it. That's a consideration. You go, I just lost that, yeah. that material. Yeah. This is, that's kind of one of our little insane things. When I, I lost some weight and then I literally knew that I had lost a good amount of weight when it didn't work to say fat Val Kilmer anymore. I had to start saying huge Val Kilmer because I'm, I'm still tall. Right. But like it took people out of it. And literally I was like, but fat Val Kilmer is so much funnier. It is much funnier. And then I was like. But also, yeah. he's fat now. Yeah, I know. So it just doesn't work. That was like 90% of people would uh, like be like, I could feel the crowd going, you mean Val Kilmer. Yeah, right. You just mean regular Val Kilmer. Yeah. I'd love to get Val Kilmer on the show. Val, if you're listening, how you doing, man? Can I just talk to Val for a second? Yeah, please. No, no, no. Go ahead. So uh, where, where are we landing here? We're still talking about uh, religion. Oh, and your Somalian thing and material, losing material because of the problem of pain and famines and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's weird. When I think about the scope of the world and when I think about the scope of history, when you think about the Dark Ages, for example, hundreds of people just dying a day, people just like you and me, lives and souls as valuable as yours or eyes, whatever soul is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, death was just so normal mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'd be talking to you today and you'd be dead tonight. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. what the Dark Ages were like. Not all, the, not the whole time, but like – I mean you, you know, might be dead. What's that? Yeah, I, I might be alive. You might be dead. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you'd prefer, I die. I would, I would prefer if you die. Okay, I yeah. die and you're fine. But yeah. I'm dead on some sort of cobblestone walkway and there's rats. Sure. Definitely they, rats. They so you're going to have to see that if you're alive. It. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm dead. I lucked out. I don't have to see that. You have to see that. Hmm. So your choice, dead or see me I wanna, being... Let's, I want to die. Let's take Okay, so you're dead. I'm dead. You're dead. You're on cobblestones and I'm watching. And then I die from uh, fear of seeing yeah. you. So we're both dead. But the point is, is like... <clears throat> You have to consider that. Whatever re- religious worldview you have, you have to apply it to all of history and all of humanity. And that's really a really difficult puzzle piece to fit because you're, you're just looking at like, like the Dark Age, all those people dying. Those people were all held into account for the religious principles. Like life seems so precious. It's almost like belief, philosophy, religion are luxuries that we didn't always have. You would be hit by an arrow or a crow would eat your dick when you were eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, now, and now we live longer so I can sit around and ask all my comedian friends what they think about God. Right. When back in the day, you'd be dead and you'd never had a day to think about it because you were always just eating crusts sure. of bread. And yeah, you're constantly sur- – I'm sure <clears throat> like the, you know, the crisis uh, to have faith – 
is much more eminent when you're constantly on the verge of dying and everyone around you is dying. You think there's more faith in that situation? Yeah, I think so. I think because you want to – you're yearning for something. Right. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, but also at the same time, everyone's dying. So you, I bet there were a lot of nihilistic sort of atheists sort of like, this is all fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'd be just as uh, unimpressed with religion. Do you, do you think about it? Uh, is it something that you think about? Yeah, I mean, when I, I get on a plane, for example, I think, "What happens when you die?" Because I'm afraid of crashing yeah. in, a, in a plane, and then finding. Oh, but out. I don't think about what happens after I die. I honestly, I think about who's going to come to my funeral a lot. <laughs> so you're keeping it on Earth. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. No, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, TJ told me a great you just quote. Decompose. A great... I think that's what happens after you die. You decompose. Right, but your consciousness is totally gone. Yeah, it's kind of somber, man. <laughs> yeah. But if but it, like if I were to tell you your consciousness goes on, Joe, and you're reanimated, let's like could I sell you reincarnation? Or when I start saying no, that, is there part of you? Because I that... just watched Celebrity Wife Swap, and that's literally what Gary Busey believes in. So I'm so not gonna buy. Done. I'm done. I'm not gonna buy what I'm not on. Were you watching that show projected onto the IMAX screen that is his teeth? <laughs> <laughs> It's oh the God. only way to that watch show that show. Was fucking incredible! That episode was him and Ted Haggard. Really? Wives, yeah. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, you got a good taste for. And he, for... I'm kind of a, he has a new nervous tick, Gary Busey. Yeah, he he, it's kind of Tourette'sy, and like he gets work up, he gets worked up, and he's like, yay, yo. <laughs> I've been doing that. I've been doing that a lot by myself. Actually, this is a you lunatic. Yeah, I've been doing. I've it. been doing a Gary Busey impression to myself like just like when i'm at my computer because i think it's so funny and it's it's totally and as weird things that you do by yourself often do it's taken a life of its own yeah and it's turned into me saying mommy or 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 things like that yeah and in a high-pitched screech not just the word mommy but that's one of the words i think is funny to do as a gary Busey yeah screech voice how do you do it it's like like, that, like, 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 pent up, like, mommy, or whatever. I'll say, like, iPhone, like, like, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I did it the other I'm staying with a friend uh, while I'm out here in LA. Uh, I'm staying with a friend who, uh, in his apartment and his lovely girlfriend. And I, I did it the other night while I was watching something on my computer. I was working on a script and, uh, and I did it. And then I heard from upstairs, I heard my friend go, Did someone say mommy? <laughs> and I just, like, slowly closed my door and just was like, I am I, fucking lunatic yeah we, we both are i i have every time i hear my neighbor speak i do an impression of him saying the same phrase i don't want to say it for fear that they'll listen to this oh, podcast yeah. but i hear his voice and he sounds a little like ray romano so i just go oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just do i just do his voice and does i'm like he really because i know you will find any I opportunity find, yeah. to do your ray he really romano. does I, I i started from scratch and i was like i'm gonna figure out an impression of this guy because i know and it's very like oh hey how you doing yeah it's very it's very like that god i hope if he does uh, listen to this, there's no way he listens into past the hour mark. Right. He's like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, this was fantastic, man. I think, I think we did it. I think we, we definitely fucking figured it out. Okay. Every uh, episode ends with a guest saying, keep it crispy if you care to. Oh, man. You'd be the second to pass, it, pass on it. You know, Chelsea said it. She did. Silverman said it. Gaffigan okay. said it. Uh, you can say it with disdain. You know what you can do? You can say... It's fucking lame to say keep it crispy. Uh, it's, yeah, put it in the yeah, sentence. I really feel uncomfortable saying keep it crispy. Yes! <laughs> I didn't even realize what you were doing. I thought we were still talking about it. But we got it, mm-hmm. and we're going to edit out the first part. No, please I'm don't. just kidding. I realize that keep it crispy is 
certainly lame, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, you're branding it. I didn't mean to. Well, you do because it's a hashtag you use. I, well, I, I, basically, it just means. What does it mean? I don't. I, I didn't. I wasn't crispy. there on the ground floor. It just. It, it was first of all. It was just something I was saying to Steve Agee when we would play uh, Borderlands, and I would he'd like save my life or something, and I'd go crispy, bro, uh. right? <laughs> knowing it was like a Poly Shore yeah. grotesque, stupid catchphrase. Mm-hmm. No one thinks it's not stupid. Mm-hmm. But then I started tweeting things, basically advice on how to be happy. Like when you get up in the morning, instead of like sluggishly turning off your alarm, jump up on your bed and sing the first line of hold the line. So let's do this. Yeah. I'll say it again without being a dick about it. But if you say keep it like mommy, like in my Okay. Yeah. So like high pitch, like, like yeah, that, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. All right. And then we'll we'll stop. Yeah. Keep it crispy. Yeah! I also can't not laugh. Mommy. No, keep it mommy. Fuck. Oh, okay, let's do it over. Keep it crispy. Keep it mommy. Yeah. That was it? Yeah. That's what you envisioned? It was close. Joe Mandy, at Joe Mandy on Twitter. Uh, With an E. With an E. And not Joe Gandy. Fuck Joe Gandy. And not the Bandy plot. There will be blood reference. Good night forever, everybody. Keep it very, very crispy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.